0: You're exactly where you need to be, and you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Razowski. Today's guest is Dave Holmes. You might have seen Dave on Reno Nine One One Access TV's Mock Apocalypse. Try saying that three times. FX or MTV, where he was the first runner-up in their "Want to Be a VJ" contest. He parlayed that loss into a nice career at the network. Dave's the Somewhere in Time columnist for New York Magazine, is the Culture columnist for Esquire, and is finishing his book, Party of One, to be released in the spring of 2016. Now, those are just facts. Dave and I chatted about how one single ant can make you realize how vast life is, how a seizure warning got Dave in hot water in the blogosphere, and getting work in L.A. because, well, you want to. This interview is a really good one. I promise, you'll hear me on the other side. I feel like, and I was, oh, this is what I was about to say, I was about to say, like, I, I, was, I was looking at all the stuff that you do, and you do a lot of stuff.
1: I do, I keep busy.
0: And you keep busy, but the thing is that you do all this stuff because you, and, and this is the feeling that I get just looking at everything and following right. you is like, you go, oh, that's an interesting thing, and then you do that, or yeah. that's an interesting thing, and then I'll do that. Yeah. There's no sense of what the expect,
1: like, an expectation. Right. Well, right? What do you mean? I mean,
0: you, you aren't saying, this is the person that I have to be, or this is, you go, right. I am an unfolding, I am a canvas that's constantly being repainted. Yes, I Not think repainted, so. but added to.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I don't, I don't like, um, uh, I don't know, there's no one thing that right. I love like more than anything else that I was like, I have to pursue this thing. Right. And I remember when I started working in TV, I was, I loved it, and I, I still do, and I still do, you know, a little bit of on air stuff, but when I when I first started getting those jobs, what made me happy was not the idea of working in T V for the rest of my life. And was not like the idea of like whatever fame or whatever would like come my way eventually or whatever. It was what I liked was that like I would I would be in a I would be in like a different because I was I had been working in advertising and I didn't like it and I didn't know how to were get it. Were you copywriting it. or what were I you doing? I wasn't, no. I was like a media planner. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was I was hoping to eventually make a move into copywriting or whatever, but it doesn't really work. I'm sorry. The which big, did, can you
0: say which place you worked at? Yeah,
1: I well uh, a bunch of places. Well, I started at Saatchi and Saatchi, yeah. And then Gray. Very. You briefly. started at Saatchi and Saatchi. Mm-hmm. That's that's a. It was fucking a good big... agency. It was a good agency. Yeah. It's still a good agency. Yeah. Uh, I'm a good talker. You know, like uh-huh. I'm, I'm good at. T- I was able to talk my way into a media job, which is a very kind of numbers and facts and figures kind of a kind of a job. A lot of spreadsheets and shit, and the, also a lot of like. Schmoozing with magazine people and, and, you know, getting rates and whatever. Um, I didn't love it um, and I wasn't good at it. But How I, long were you there? Uh, I was uh, I was in advertising for four years. Wow. Yeah. You
0: lasted four years at a job that you didn't love.
1: Yes. Yeah, because I didn't know, I just didn't know. Like, I had a lot of, a lot of fucked up ideas about uh, about life about like the way life worked and whatever. I I know that and these are all things that I wasn't thinking consciously. They were just like happening in my unconscious mind.
0: Isn't that though the moment that I'm going to cut you over there Please. just for a second. Isn't that the the like when you're when you're mindlessly doing that thing and then the minute that you go you sit you get outside the car and you go my car looks like that? Yeah. That's when the mindfulness comes in and that's where you go, "Oh, wait a minute. I don't have to I don't have to live like that anymore."
1: Right. Right. Yeah. You do have moments where you see Everything very clear, I, in fact, I wrote something the other day about like sometimes, I don't know if you've ever been in your kitchen and you see like an ant, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I, didn't, well, I have an ant. And then like suddenly, like it's like your vision is a camera that widens out and you see like a vast network of ants in lines all around, whatever it is, like the kitchen or your picnic basket or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't see them, and then all of a sudden it's just like, everything is so clear, like I'm living among ants. right I have to fix this. Right. Um, yeah, you get those moments every now and then. And I, um, okay so, and, and I haven't really, like, you know, just growing up and being older and knowing myself better and being in therapy and being in, you know, being in a time where I think we're, like, I really do believe that the age of the podcast has, has like, allowed us all to speak more openly.
0: I think about Paul Gilmartin. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the, what's it called? Mental, Ill- mental... Mental, mental Illness Happy Hour. The Mental Illness Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. And I think what he's doing, and that's, I mean, he's doing it in such a large and open mm-hmm. way. Yeah. His, that podcast again. That's a great example.
1: Yeah, it's, and, it's, and it's a great one to do because you can go in with the knowledge that like, you can just say whatever the fuck you want. I think I heard yours. I well, did. I did hear. Your, uh, have you? You did
0: one. You did one of them. I've done one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I heard yours. I've got enough issues for a couple, but I only did one. He so asked
0: far. me to do it, and I was like, do I don't it. know. Oh, you should. Um, well, no. I, I. He said. He asked me if I have any issues, and uh-huh. I was like, I, I'm a pretty. You know I go to therapy every week but uh-huh. there's nothing, uh, I don't know that I'd be that good of a guest. You'd be a good guest. <laughs> You'd be a good guest. You're more fucked up than you think, I I probably are. am, Dave. I'm probably more I'm fucked up than I am. Yeah, yeah but go ahead. So don't you're, you're saying you the me. age of the podcast and… No,
1: but I think, you know, just the, the fact that we're all talking more openly, I don't know if it's just me getting older or just our culture sort of getting more comfortable with with the idea of, of like speaking, uh, putting our words to our feelings right. or, or whatever. Um, so it has been an unfolding of my understanding of what I thought work was supposed to be, right. and so I know now, looking back at myself in my twenties, myself in, in you know in high school and in college, what I thought was that the things that I was good at and the things that I was passionate about and the things that I was drawn to were things that didn't matter and were frivolous and were uh, and were for other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, like clearly. It's, you're like you can't just work. You can't just be a writer and you can't just be an actor. Like that's. It's a special class of people who do that. And and like it didn't it didn't fucking hit me until I was older. In fact, in, until I was really working in, in the TV world for years uh, before I was like, <laughs> no, I, all you have to do is just decide to fucking do it. Right. All you have to do is just do it. And then don't tell yourself that you Because because I, I absolutely
0: understand what you're talking about because when I was at I remember growing up in Chicago and going to see the second the show at the Second City and sitting back and going that would be something to do but that's not I what I do. To,
1: that's exactly that was exactly my thought. Yeah, I saw so, other people yeah. do that. Other yeah. people do that. I remember I was 14 when I saw Second City. My I went uh, for uh, a few days in Chicago with my parents. Uh, we lived in St. Louis. Hopped on the train, did a little family, you know. Oh, it's a nice train school. ride. It was, too. it was. It's a lovely yeah. train ride. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, and we saw Second City one of the nights, and it was. Uh, I remember uh, Mike Myers had just joined that cast. He was like, he came in for the end to do like an improv scene with somebody. Oh, he just and he wasn't in the cast anymore. He wasn't, he was, he he was wasn't a... in the cast yet. I don't think. Oh. I think because they, they were just introducing him. from Canada. Yeah, got yeah, it. He might have been right. visiting from Canada yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was just like it was an amazing show. The, the blackouts were hilarious, the sketches were hilarious, the improv shit was really funny. I would just never seen improv before. Mm. And I remember I went and I talked to the uh, the piano player and I was like, how do you do that? The how woman? Do do that? Was it a man or a woman? It was a woman.
0: Yeah, Ruby. Maybe. Ruby Streak. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kind of short, dark hair? Yeah, yeah, Ruby. And she was like, I think there are classes. And I was like, "Oh, someday I'll do that. And I filed that away for later. Uh, but even that, I, I was like, that would be a fun thing to do but you can't do it. You can't. I mean, you can do it as a hobby, but you can't. It would be like pottery. You can't like, make, <laughs> you're not gonna really right. make. You're not going to make a living that way. Right. And it's still, you can't. I mean, but you can then. Meetings. I mean, so, that was yeah. that was. If you want, yeah. That,
0: the main stage at the time I left in '94, I was probably making $600 a week okay. in '94. So that's, that's going I back 20 years, right?
1: No, I was making that every two weeks in advertising, <laughs> after taxes. Right. Yeah. And union. And my rent was like seven hundred and fifty bucks. Where know were the you? The fuck I lived. Uh, I was on the Upper East Side.
0: Oh, so you're in New York. New I was York. in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you're in the Upper East Side. In a studio apartment. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and I, and I didn't like. I didn't talk to any. I just didn't. I was an idiot when I was younger. Um, but you
0: weren't an idiot. You were going through what it was that you had to go through in I, order for you exactly. to go through
1: what it is that you're going to go through. Exactly.
0: And I think that I, I was agree. just talking to um, Karen Graczy. Do you know Karen? Do I know Karen? She loves you. I love she her. loves you. And and uh, Karen was saying, you know, we're essentially saying the same thing that there is no such thing as failure. It's more of it's more of a nudging you toward something else, yeah. away from something, but but nudging you toward something else. And right. I, and I would also say that whatever it was that you're doing at Sachi and Sachi, Sachi and Sachi, right? Yeah. Whatever you're doing there, you use that shit.
1: Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um... I I think I I agree with you, but you also you have to mentally. Failure can lead you to uh, to good places, and wrong turns can lead you to the right place if you have the mindset that that is possible. Who if you don't, then it can really hold you back for a long time. Like if you think that failure is just plain old failure, then that like that puts a weight on you that will that will weigh you down and, and like, and, and prohibit you from moving, you know? Right. You, you have to, like, it's only been from, like, stopping and looking and forgiving past mistakes that have been able to think, like, okay, what, what could I have learned from them? Because, you know, you do, like, you hang on to this stuff. I, I want to I get back to uh, my shitty ideas about work. Because for so long, I, I was convinced, and I don't know how, because my dad seemed to like what he did for a living. Which was? Um, I don't know. Like some kind of financial cons. He, owned, uh-huh. he owns it. Owned now. My brothers run it. A uh, like a financial consulting business. Uh huh. Yes, and uh-huh. it's they do a very specific thing with like advising on pension funds and whatever. And it's like every time they try to explain it to me, I my eyes just glaze over. I and like I want to know. I want to learn. I really do because I like I want to know what it is. And I've worked there in summers, but I just my brain does not work that way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I've just I can't. I just can't do it. I just, right. I, or I couldn't anyway. Um, and anyway, so I, I think for ages I thought that work was something that you did and you were supposed to hate and you're supposed to, you know, just go and do and then you you know then you come home and you can do whatever you want. But or like, you retire. Or you do, or you do as, as you Yeah, right. Right. Um, and it wasn't like it really it took me years to realize like, oh no, I can do I can do exactly what I want.
0: It and took make you, it a living
1: but didn't it, but as you you said
0: it it didn't occur to you that you could do that until you were doing that you know what i mean
1: until i had been doing that for like
0: exactly years. and then you're in the middle of going oh what the fuck
1: right oh this is yeah this is what i you know this is what i want to do and like um, and then uh, also getting back i went off on a tangent but the, it when was i all when about I first, going on tangent no i know yeah. i know but when i when i first started working in tv my what what excited me was the idea of of being able to live a life that interests me. You know what I mean?
0: The idea wait, I want to take take a moment just to repeat yeah. that. The idea of living a life that interests you. Yeah. That is awesome.
1: It yeah. I mean and like and that's um because I thought okay, I will now like I'll have a name kind of or or be like I will be able to have a tiny bit of recognizability that I can use to do interesting things. A product? And, uh, yeah, kinda, or like, I, we weren't saying brand at the time, but like a brand or whatever, that I could use and like open doors with and do, and write if I wanna write, and you know, and-, and But isn't there a Dave Holmes brand? There is a Dave Holmes I brand. I think so, but there
0: wasn't at the time. No, there wasn't at the time, because, at the time but there wasn't a Coca-Cola or a Kodak at the time right, either. Right, right. Uh, but but all those things were, were some, all the things were somebody saying, I'm gonna do this, and nobody, and that person who was doing that was not saying, no, you can't do that. Right. But I also love the idea of what you're saying, like, you had, you were in the middle of it before you realized that yes. that is indeed
1: what it is that you were doing. Yeah, I really, I felt like um, like the, the beneficiary of, like, an accident of good luck mm-hmm. for a long, long time, and, uh, and it wasn't until I got in there and it was just like, well, no, no, A, I know what I'm doing, I have a, you know, I have an ability at it, I can, you know... I, I like working at it. I like working hard at it, and, and it's like I can I can continue to actually do this, and I can branch out <laughs> in whatever way that I want to. And right. If I want to learn something new, I'll be able to shadow somebody or follow somebody around and learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know? yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And yeah, yeah, and again, it goes
0: back to you stop telling yourself that you couldn't do it, or you right. stop saying that you that that okay, was for somebody else. I, but so how do we how do you make it? Oh, okay. So this is what what got right. me about what you're saying was, you discovered your voice.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: That's what happened. Uh And and then you go, oh, this is my voice. This is my brand. This Uh is my voice. Um, You write, you you, you write or have written. Uh You write, you have written for Esquire, for New York, Uh for, you know, you've been a VJ, Uh you've been a a game show contestant. Uh You've done all these fucking things Uh because there were shiny objects that you decided this is what I want. This is the interesting life that I want to lead.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, and I've been doing more and taking sort of like mm-hmm. bolder, dumber chances. Not dumber but just like I've, I've extended myself more the older I've gotten which I'm happy about. Certainly because there's, the concept of failure mm-hmm. isn't there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Is that true? That is absolutely true. I mean well, I mean it's I certainly can fail, you know. I'm writing a book now, it's due in two weeks, it comes out next May, and it could fucking bomb. But know? the thing is that you don't know bomb. that, but it's also your
0: your if you're gonna write a book in order for the book to sell, you're not gonna fucking write the book.
1: You know what no, I mean? No, I'm not. I'm not.
0: Because then you're looking at the ego gratification as opposed to the process of mm-hmm. unfolding, unfurling and evolving right. this thing right. that first off, whatever it was that you, probably Whatever it was that you thought the book was going to be when you first started writing the book mm-hmm. is not what the book no. is right now. No, no. that's no. A, that is. The, but that goes back to life. Mm-hmm. That life that you thought was that you could or could not do mm-hmm. is not the life that you are or will not be doing. hmm
1: hmm Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think I. I uh, when I when I first started, like writing publicly or whatever. And even that was just like not an accident, but but it just came from me fucking around at home Mm and just like having a blog or whatever. Then from that, people started reading it, and then I got offers to like write for a little bit of money and whatever. And and when I would put things out, um, what felt best to me, like what felt what made me feel good. was to like add a bit of, of memoir and add a little bit of emotion or whatever just add a little so, a little story from my life or whatever not to you know make it all about me but just to be like here's a specific memory that's you know that in the time frame that I'm writing about or whatever and those ended up being the things that resonated the most and and that got like commenters commenting and, and whatever uh, which is great and it was you know it, it made me it made me realize like uh, uh, like uh, it made me kind of relearn the lesson that like the things that I'm holding inside that I think are frivolous or specific only to me or not worth expressing are really worth putting out there you know and so that's what the book has sort of you know that that's what led to the book and that's what it sort of is and I, and I know that like it will have it will be a niche within a niche that it will succeed in and that you know sub niche might be very small but I don't give a shit No. Like, I really don't care. And, like, selling a, you know, selling a fuck, I don't even know what a best selling book sells or whatever, but selling whatever that amount is, I don't really care. I'm sure my publisher does, but, like, I I would much rather just resonate. Oh, my God. I would much rather just resonate. Yeah. That's an awesome phrase. Thank you.
0: Because that's really what it is that you're doing. You're just. I'm trying. Well, you're doing it. You're not trying it. You're doing it. You're fucking doing it. I'm doing it. Because, right. And what's interesting to me is, your truth is what it is that you're saying that who your history your truth your point of view all that mm-hmm. people want to know you want to know because it's the easiest shit to write in a way uh-huh. is what you're feeling in that moment right yeah as opposed to making this book about or making it another kind of book like the book that's already been out there uh-huh. but your idea of a niche within a niche cuz you don't know that it's not going to sell all yeah, that you know, know is that. you're fucking doing it yeah
1: i don't know that and it, and it's again it's it's the time that i've like as I turn things in it's the stuff where I'm like where I'm writing and I feel like I'm on a roll and I'm just like I'm like riding an emotional wave or like or or like you know I, I just turned a chapter in that, that it was about my first like major heartbreak and it was like you know. And I just decided to just fucking be naked with it, and right. like, cause it's you know it's a ridiculous story, and I'm ridiculous in it, and it's it's you know it is me at my most vulnerable, and I was like, all right, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna go there, and I'm gonna send it in, and that so far has gotten like the best response, and, it, and that and that just it's like I'm thrilled that I am that I. After years of doing improv, I, I have finally gotten myself to a stage where I'm not thinking. Right. You know. Right. Where, where I'm just like expressing, and then it and that you know has a tendency to feel the best to me and to resonate the most with the people. who are reading. The work that, that
0: uh, it's so interesting to watch somebody bullshit because you're really watching them work. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking about improv mm-hmm. or whatever politics. Uh, to watch somebody just totally bullshit, and you're going, you're choking on your truth because what you're saying is pushing your truth down and not letting you breathe. Yeah, the shit that that uh, that Jeb Bush was saying about, um, you know. Gay marriage and 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 all that stuff. Like he, I'm watching him trip
1: over what he's saying yeah. because he's not telling us what he really feels. No, nobody. And he's is. T- nobody on any side of that debate is. Nobody is. Nobody running for any kind of. Nobody running for city comptroller is telling us what they really think. They can't. Right. They can't. But somebody is going to. At one point, somebody's going to. And somebody's going to go.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't think we'll live to see it. I really don't. There's so and much, that, and that's why, like you know, Ireland, if we want to talk about gay marriage. the 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 uh, the vote it will uh, happen in Ireland this Friday. I know. And uh, and in, in, like in, in not in Northern Ireland, but in Ireland. Right. Yeah. Right. And and it's like the, I mean, it, this wasn't the like inciting incident for it, but but one thing that got people talking. Was Panty Bliss's uh, um, yeah. honor call? A drag queen who gave a speech. <gasps> Got after, it. Uh, after curtain. Yes. I yes, I'm thinking called. about something yes. Yeah. It might be. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but she gave this incredible speech, and and it was it was touching. It was moving. It was honest. And it and it and it like it could only happen from somebody who is wearing a shit ton of makeup and a wig. You know what I mean? It could only happen. Right. You know, it can only happen to somebody who, who who's like who is disqualifying himself from running for public office right. but and, and just you know just expressing himself right. fully you know in in a way that politicians cannot do and that kind of honesty is like there there's a like there the Ireland version of Maggie Gallagher mm-hmm. this is woman uh, Breda O'Brien okay and she you know says all the fucking dumb bullshit that Maggie Gallagher says here which is just like of course gay people can marry they just have to marry people of the opposite sex and blah blah, blah just all kinds of ridiculous horse shit and uh, and she was uh, going to debate Panty Bliss in his male form as Rory O'Neill, and uh, and then she just like at the last minute was like, nope, I got bronchitis, I got I can't do it. She said, You don't fucking have bronchitis. You just know that you you're gonna say a bunch of bullshit that you don't believe, right? Or that you do believe, but you recognize now that you believe it for the wrong reasons, and, and it's not emotionally defensible. In a and
0: way. You, but, and yet you can't just you can't just come out and say, oh, I've been wrong. Yeah, you can't Some just come out- yeah. Um, yeah. How come you know so much about Ireland? Like, I, like you're just following it or, you, or um, are you… Uh, well, I'm
1: following it um, but I also have a good friend who is an Irish writer uh-huh. guy, and he kind of keeps me posted on things. It's, so. uh, and you look at what's going
0: on over there just in terms of I mean, Irish Catholic and Catholic and how Catholic it was and all that uh-huh. and, it, and if this fucking turns, if it goes the way that, that so many of us are wanting it to go… yeah. It's a, it's a game changer, it really I mean is. it could be a global game changer really in could. the in the way that the troubles ended, mm. which it, the troubles didn't end, but you know the, it's a global game changer. Where mm. you're going, if that can change there, mm-hmm. then what the fuck is wrong with us?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you know I don't. What is wrong with God?
0: Uh, I'm not I looking mean, I for the question. It, I'm not looking for the answer. No, whatsoever.
1: I know, I know, but I want to, you know, okay. want to know. I think it's, um, it is, it's obviously, it's really shocking there because that place is so Catholic controlled, and 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 Catholicism, having been raised Catholic, Catholicism is very much about um, not talking about anything that makes you slightly uncomfortable. Even um, it is very much about denying your sexual self, even when. Your sexual self is as straight and narrow and vanilla as it gets. I was married to I was married to it. a
0: uh, I was married to an Irish Catholic for 14 years. Really? And her, her mom was you know her mom went to church every single day. Yep. So, that. but but there's a lot and, and and her father I watched her father, um I watch I watched her father disappear. Mm-hmm. I watched her father disappear because of everything that you're talking about uh-huh. because he had so many desires that I think he couldn't get across. Yeah. So go ahead. So you're saying?
1: Well, no. I just you know, it's it's just there's such crazy mind control when it comes when it comes to sex, when it comes to uh, when it comes to like not selfishness, but like self self expression. The idea of self expression, like you you are you what is held up as an ideal is sort of the community. You're supposed to do what's best for your family. You're supposed to do what's best for you know for your community. You're supposed to be you know. You're supposed like your own desires are are supposed to be subjugated. Subjugated, and uh, and that's just you know that's not that's not necessarily healthy. I mean, I think that there is there is some good to that. Mm -hmm. There, there, I mean, there is the idea that people should be doing charity work and should be you know fighting for social justice and whatever. That those are good things. Those are good things, and that's a part of my life because I grew up Catholic, and I'm I'm happy for it but then it can like any other thing it can get out of control and you can start to hate yourself for having desires and for wanting things for yourself and you know and for not wanting to always do the right thing which is human you know? i i think that so, so many people Um, As an improv
0: teacher and as an improv director and as an improviser and as an artist which Karen and I had a long talk about just like calling yourself an artist, is that okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Like all those things have to do with what's your relationship to your spirit? And when I say spirit what I mean is that driving force that says I want to do this and I'm going to do that and even though again that it's perceived as that's something that somebody else does but you know what I'm going to do that I'm going to write I'm going to be on a TV show I'm going to try to be a VJ on MTV uh-huh. like yeah. all that shit I am going to pursue that yeah. and if there is something that some fucking white straight closeted asswipe mm-hmm. said in the eighth century that is still affecting my life in the twenty first century, then I get to go, perhaps that doesn't apply anymore. Uh-huh. Because my mind and spirit are is telling me fucking something else. Yes. And that's my truth. Yeah. And I get to live my truth because I am not going to quash what your truth is. And that's what's got my ire up about uh-huh. Catholicism and, and about Christianity and certainly to an extent Judaism and 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 Islam and all that other stuff. But I think that right now I look at it and I go, and I think, religion is the problem, and that's what's happening now. I agree. I know, I know, and I and and I'm not going to talk any Mormon out of it. I just was in Utah and I uh, teaching in Utah for a couple weeks uh, and for a couple weeks and lovely, wonderful artists. And I come in and I say to them, look, whatever it is that you've got. Coming, Whatever it is that that is outside of the sacred space called our theater uh-huh. leave it out there I'm gonna let you do whatever the fuck you want to do Let's uh-huh. call this Vegas, and this is what's happening what stays here is here right. And let's see what happens oh, and then when you walk out of here You can take what you want or you but here's the thing that you don't get to do you don't get to judge your expression
1: yeah Which is so I mean that is a wonderful thing to say, and it's a wonderful thing to hear, but it is a very difficult thing that takes a very long time to actually put.
0: You've in got emotion.
1: to, you've got to hear
0: it, and you've got to hear it, and you've got to want it, mm-hmm. and you've got to say whether I believe it or not. That's really the default of of our human spirit, right here in the
1: United States, right or I'm sorry, in the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know, it's it's. Um, I had a moment when I was like 26, probably. Later than I should have had it, where I was in like I was having I was having dinner with a bunch of friends, and uh, and like a friend of mine from high school who was also gay was sitting next to me, and it was a big long table, and and uh, and I think I think the rest of the gang was was straight, and uh, and we just were talking about blah blah blah. We were just talking about people that we knew or somebody on TV or I don't even remember who it was that we were talking about. But my friend was like, oh that guy's hot, and I was like, I tense up and I was like Shh. We were all out. We we were out of the closet to everybody at the table. Everybody knew, but there was something that made me want to stifle his expression of of his and my sexual identity, which everyone knew about. And it was like, and I caught myself doing it, and and it was one. It was like those moments with the ants. Like I caught myself in that moment, and then I saw all of the fucking networks and lines of like of that shit happening in my life. Like ways in which I undermine myself, or ways in which I don't allow myself to self hate. Self hate that has been taught to me, like like just pumped like pounded into me from birth, and it was just like, oh my fucking god, what am I? What like, am I really saying to the world? Am I trying to convince the world? Yeah, I'm a gay man, but don't worry about me. I don't have an actual, I don't have a sexual identity or or desires or emotions or anything like that. I'm not one of those faggots. I'm just a, I'm just a gay guy. That's essentially what I was telling the world, and that's that is unhealthy. Like that is super unhealthy. And oh. it, like, like I re- like I remember that moment of just having like such clarity. Like, oh my god, I re- I've got some fucking work to do. Well, what's interesting to me? Uh,
0: do you know Drew Drogi? Sure. So, when Drew was on the show, I think it was Drew, or maybe it was Sam Pancake. Yeah. Um, role models came up. The concept of role models and the concept of having no role models. I think it was Sam. Yeah, Uh, there is, there are no gay role models for you to go. That I looked at that. There were no at that time, Uh but now there are. Sort of, yeah.
1: Well, there's, 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 yeah. There are. I mean, there are people.
0: There are people who are out. But and also these people aren't that many. No, there's not that many. There's not, not many. But it's gotta start fucking somewhere, it right?
1: It will and, and I think well, I think more and more because people are like there's such a thing as like YouTube stars and now Periscope stars and right, shit. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you know, people are just kind of out, you know, from a young age and they can just say what they want and maybe somebody else will. But I'm also will, like, looking at somebody where you go, Neil like a Neil Patrick Harris. Sure. Where you're going, look at the lifestyle that he
0: lives. Right. Look at he's married and he has one kid or two kids, I don't know James, what it is. Twins. Two kids, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. And he's got this career. And right. to look at it and go. And, and also to look at Neil Patrick Harrison, not to go, not to say, oh, he's a gay actor, uh-huh. for me to go, oh, he's an actor. He's an actor. And he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? To look yeah. at that and go, that wasn't at all anything that had
1: happened. Yeah. Look at Rock Hudson. Yeah. Fucking awful. Yeah. All that whole gang. That whole gang. And like anybody who was even sort of perceived to be a little bit gay, like a Montgomery Clift or whatever, like that was just, that followed them around. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's very strange. And it you know the weird thing is now, I think you know there can be there can be role models, but we have to like we I mean like gay people need to kind of like we need to take care of our own a little bit better than we do I think um, because we do have a tendency because I think like in the media certainly like on our in our magazines and websites and whatever we do have a tendency to overanalyze like we are sort of the you know, we will we will overthink the pop culture a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is like a gay trait, that's kind of that's one of them a little bit. So it's it's difficult, I think, for our media outlets to like fully celebrate somebody. And when we do, it has our a media outlets. To be,
0: when you say I'm sorry, who's when you say our? Who's well, our our? And I you know. When uh, you say uh, our,
1: like media, like our media.
0: When you say our, our, who's? When you say our media, are you talking about? Um, uh, you like talking gay, about like gay. media. media. Okay, yeah, fine. Like fine. Ga- specific. Fine. Gay media, I just wasn't right? sure who we, when you um, said
1: our. We don't. You know, it has a tendency to be either guys who are like a Neil Patrick Harris, who we sort of lionize and make a perfect person, um, or like or these sort of like you know model types who don't have personalities or whatever, or like Lance Bass, who yes. what the fuck does he have to say right. about anything? Uh, what about Dan Savage? Dan Savage, I think is great, but you know, but people attack him because he says problematic things sometimes, right. So like he will say, like, I think he's fucking terrific because I don't always agree with him. right But I think on the whole, he does a really good job. But people, I think hold themselves back from calling him a hero or you know or or forgiving him his due because he will sometimes say things that that seem transphobic or that seem, you know, he doesn't believe that bisexual people exist or, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, he's not fucking perfect. He's got some wrong ideas, but on the <laughs> whole, he's, he's, done a, he's done a service, you know? Yes. I also feel the, that what he's doing… It gets better thing as a service. Uh,
0: yes. And that part of that service is also, let's talk about this. Yeah, let's talk about getting your point of view out that may be perceived as transphobic. Let's right. talk about what that is. Yeah, because you know what? As a, as a straight guy, I want to hear this fucking discussion. Right. And also, as a straight guy, I want just as like, what are the Yanomamos like, and what are the Hutus and the Tutsis like, yeah. and all that. I'm going, and it's, it, it, it's exotic only because it's not me. Uh-huh. It's not exotic because it's freak. Right. It's exotic because it's not me. Because it's yeah, it's close to you, but it's not you. Exactly. Right. And the friends that I have, that are, are like the trans friends that I have, I I fucking want to cry mm-hmm. because the braveness, the courage, the the their story, their like my friend uh, Alexandra Billings. Do you
1: uh, know Alex? I know the name.
0: Yeah, she's on uh, Transparent. Uh-huh. Um, or, uh Or a former student of mine, Lorelai, who. Uh-huh. Uh, is a trans uh, this woman this man Bo who lives in San Francisco? Uh, he's he's newly trans, and I'm going, what the fuck? Yeah. Like like everything that you thought that you were ever, mm-hmm. you are now able
1: to be. Right. Right and which obviously is great. One thing though that I think is happening right now that is not great is that we're living in the time of like the think piece and like the the you know the outraged tweet and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So it's very easy when you are asking questions in good faith and you are like trying to understand or you're like you're on your path towards like acceptance and understanding, you're going to say something that's wrong. And it's very easy for people to just like to say you are hateful. What you have just done is hateful. That brands you as a person who is problematic. I and then, think it's just a moment that we're going through right now because of because of Twitter and because of all the ways that we can reach each other and, and, and like and and denounce each other and whatever. It's it's all so much quicker now and and it's easier to reach more people. So like at some point we're gonna have to figure out how to deal with imperfect support, you know? Right. And forgive. Um, and forgive. Right. And allow for people's growth and understanding. Oh clearly. Or or allow the the fact that like I'm I'm at the end of my understanding on that like this is what <laughs> this is where I will evolve to exactly maybe that'll change later yeah. but this is where I am right now I've switched yeah. I've shifted right whatever um, or I won't
0: I think that I just read and I just saw a headline I didn't finish reading it I just I think Google is now going to Google is trans Google's now yeah Google's, Google's now goggle wow the two G's oh one of God, is so actually brave. no but uh, Google is going I don't know how to say this Google is going to Google Twitter So oh, what I'm thanks. saying is all your tweets are going to be googleable
1: Oh I see which I didn't is, know they weren't already
0: I I they're they're I uniting just assume. I just assumed too but I don't think I don't think that when I look up somebody hmm. it's quite possible and
1: I'm getting it wrong but but you know I think I think you're right because I remember like skimming a headline about that Yeah yeah. But and I just I just assumed that that was all. So my, my
0: point in here is database. is in those in those uh, I'm going to say missteps, but let's just call it what they are, in those brain farts or fuck ups that people have where you go, you're you're hateful. Now it is going to even last. Now your tweets are going to be historic. And so yeah. and, and I think that what we have to do is because the internet has the longest memory ever. Uh-huh.
1: And but the shortest attention span.
0: Oh, clearly. But you I have know. a friend who was accused of... I have a friend who... Uh, how do I say this? Uh, I, I, well, it's in the news. A oh. friend of mine was accused of uh, having a, a, a camera... Who you know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Having a camera up in Canada, yeah. right? Yeah. And I go, oh. Whether it comes mm-hmm. out or not, mm-hmm. having a camera in an apartment that he was renting, yeah. and whether it comes out or not, that, that he was guilty mm-hmm. or not... He is going to be guilty,
1: yeah.
0: Forever, yeah. It's over. Yeah. I mean, he lost, he lost his his Job. gig. Yeah, everyone lost that
1: gig. That everyone,
0: because it was th- because of that, right? Yeah. Everyone, and, yeah. and and whether you believe it or not, I've known this guy for a long Me fucking too. time, and whether you believe it or not, it, it, it. We
1: remember it, and mm-hmm. suddenly it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I just saw that person and I, and I, it was at a crowded party and I wanted to say hello and I didn't get to and now I'm like thinking like… Does he think does that… Does he think that I right. think that he's guilty and I, I mean honestly I don't know. I don't right. think so. I don't think I don't so know. either because the things that I've
0: heard were like he's a very cautious person right. and that and he got caught. But uh-huh. here's the thing, I don't know that. Here's yeah. another thing, I've always respected the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And here's another thing. He, fucked up.
1: Yeah, he Made fucked up. Yep. Made a mistake. Did you he, read that uh, John Ronson book about being shamed on the internet? N-
0: no, no, no. But I it's saw fantastic. a clip. I, I read. I read certain things about oh, it's so good. it. Oh, so. But that's the whole thing. Like it's that, like that woman who wrote that thing about the uh, AIDS tweet. The AIDS tweet. Not a good one. Not a good one. Not a good joke. No. No. Not no. Something you wanna... She's a PR lady, yeah. and she should fucking know she better. She should have known better. But I'm very careful about been. what I say mm-hmm. on the internet because it's like sarcasm is not going to be read mm-hmm. correctly. Um, if you're giving somebody a, a compliment, it's not going to be read correctly. Right. So here's another thing: take it the fuck off the street yeah. and go into somebody's back alley and 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 Facebook message them yeah, privately.
1: For sure, I wrote a thing for Esquire a couple of weeks ago because the new Passion Pit video had come out and they they had to put a seizure warning on it because there's a lot of flashing lights. And it gives epileptic people seizures. And it got me thinking, like there have actually been several of these videos through the years that have been that have had like quick cuts or video effects or whatever that give people seizures. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I'll wow, do a fucking seizure countdown right? uh-huh. of just like top ten seizure videos through the years. <laughs> and uh, and I wrote yeah. in the intro, like if you actually have epilepsy, do not click on any of these videos. They are bad for you. But for for everyone else, I said, put your wallet in your mouth and let's get going. Just a dumb little throwaway. Got point, it. Right. Okay. Forty-eight hours later, there is a woman who has made a graphic of herself holding a wallet and just looking sternly at the at the camera, and then she she wrote on it "Why Esquire" with the the magazine's logo, "Why Dave Holmes." It's uh it's unsafe to put a wallet in a, an epileptic person's mouth. Um, don't be spreading misinformation. And then at the end, hashtag Why Esquire, hashtag Why Dave Holmes. Got it out there. Tried to couldn't make that go viral. Which, I mean, which it didn't, could not. But, a few, it's just people, a few other people yeah. did. But it was like I you know, it was not my intention to make fun of epilepsy. I don't think that I did. Right. I did, like, if I said anything to epileptics, it was don't watch. Um and then and like also like I whatever. And, and the risk for putting a wallet in your mouth is you would break a tooth or you'd right. hurt your jaw. Right. Or whatever. Which is bad. You don't want that, but it, like I was like, oh fuck, am I telling people to do something that's gonna make them like Aspirate leather and die? Aspirate leather Why, and no, no, no. die, I don't no, know. I like, know! What if you like, gnaw a thing and it gets caught in your throat, or whatever, you don't, I don't know. Right. Like what the fuck did I just do? Oh my God. And so we, it ended up, they like the, the post was up for like a week and they pulled it down because all of the, the comments were, you know, were angry epileptics, <laughs> which I feel bad about. But, like, and it just, like, it wasn't my best work anyway. It was like, you know what, there's just, there's no point in, like, even trying to add something about what, you know, I was like, do I put a link to the CDC page right. like, what to do if you're around somebody who has a seizure <laughs> or what? Who's choking on a, a wallet. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck do I do? And they were just like, let's just fucking pull it down. I was like, okay, fine. Which I don't like. But, like, in that moment, I was, I, I had, a, uh, like, it was like, is this going to get out of my control? Like, right. I don't, sometimes things, like, get out of your grasp. And and it's, like, you know, people just start reacting to them. And then like I didn't get many tweets but I got some of like, my son has epilepsy. How dare you make fun of us? I swear to God I wasn't. I, I wasn't. But if you, if you clicked on my thing from that person's, if you looked at her angrily holding a wallet and shaming me and whatever and then you know read about her saying how I made fun of epileptics and then clicked on the thing, you would say he just made fun of epileptics because you're conditioned… Yes, 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 yes. We've so, set it up, right? right. So like you know Context. but there's just no and like and I, looking back you know I was like well do I want to add a thing no I mean it's not this is not my best post I'm not the proudest of this thing let's just fucking take it down And there's another down. thing like, it got out of your hands it and got once out of it, the fucking once hands. it fucking changes that you yeah. can't undo that No No I also uh, uh, a couple of weeks before that when when the the Memories Pizza thing was unfolding yes. in, uh, yes. in Indiana mm-hmm. I tweeted like that the afternoon that, that that it came out that there was a GoFundMe that had raised like at the time, a quarter of a million dollars, and then it got up to eight hundred thousand dollars. But at the time, it was a quarter of a million, and uh, and I I posted like, well, this is why, this is why somebody says they won't serve a, you know, they won't cater a gay wedding, because like this is what happens. Like, I, I think the whole thing is a fucking grift. I, like, and I put it down on the end. Like, this is a whole faith-based grift, and we are all being taken. We are all getting took right now, right? Now, okay, so that got picked up by some talk, sh- some right-wing radio host. Or some blog or something. I don't know specifically who it was, and I don't care because they wrote a hor- horrible, scathing thing about me, and about how I thought that the Memories Pizza people thought this whole thing up, which I don't, I didn't say, and, and like how you know I'm I'm like a conspiracy theorist and an idiot and whatever. So for two days, did it bother you? It bothered you. It did bother you. It bothered me. It made my blood run cold because because again, something that I said was taken wrong. And put in a different context and given a different meaning by somebody who I don't know. Right. And 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 shown to people who are angry and have their own axe to grind. Right. And, and don't like and don't like me anyway. And then that that's like of course of course yeah. typical mm-hmm. typical. Mm-hmm. So suddenly like, it was Good Friday, and I was home in St. Louis with my with my parents, and and I and I, 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 I checked my Twitter and it was just like tons of fucking people calling me a libtard and whatever. Oh my god. And uh, which and just, by the way. Fuck that! Fuck. It just—it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Man and and lived hard does not work.
1: Yeah. And rethuglicans doesn't either. No, it Stop doesn't. Stop it. No. Stop no. it. Any no. of that kind of no. belittling schoolyard bullshit. I did mention this the, the other day. I'm just going to go you. off. Of,
0: I was in Seattle, and somebody was—I well, have mentioned this in the podcast before. We're driving, and someone said, "Oh, there's an apartment," and I'm like, "Why are you mm-hmm. talking like that?" Yeah. They're pod apartments, and they're called apartments. Uh-huh fuck that word. Yeah, fuck your. Libtard and with yeah. with All of those things. Yeah, uh, fuck Anything
1: it. that just like reduces us to like one What's small also thing. it doesn't work. If it works,
0: Stupid. I'm going to say okay. Yeah. You know what? But the blank gate
1: let's leave oh, that alone. But uh, keep going. No. You were saying. You were Blank-Ghazi saying. Gazi also. Yeah. Um yeah, so like for a day and a half I was just railed on by people who uh who had gotten what I read through a through a like a gatekeeper mm-hmm. who I don't fucking know who was who was determined to get me wrong anyway right because he doesn't agree with me fundamentally because he like agrees with the Religious Freedom Act which I don't Um, so it it was it was like for a moment when when those things get away from you like that and it's just like somebody else has my words in their mouth and they're going to use them for their purposes Mm. and other people are going to react to it it's like it's chilling like it's literally like I feel a chill throughout my body because it's just like I don't I'm not in control of my own like I don't have my own words anymore I'm not I've lost control of my name for a minute
0: but isn't and that part of And it dies, it dies down. But it does die down. But also, Dave, you you're a writer who is saying who's saying, Here are my words. Aren't you in a way saying, Here are my words, do what you want with it. My intention is this, but knowing full well. Does a guy named Dave Gerald, do you know him? Don't he know. he wrote the uh, oh, the the fribble. Thing the on, uh, no. the, the, on Star Trek, you know the cute oh, little Triple. So triple, right? Yeah. Triple, triple, triple. So he wrote that, and he is this fucking left wing. I mean, I love what he writes. Yeah. Um. So, but I see him put this shit out. People say what they want to say. I hear him go off on those people, and then let it go. But uh-huh. he's throwing this shit out into the universe. You're throwing this out into the universe too, yeah. and people get to feel what they want to feel. Know. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm yeah. just saying, I also believe that. I also believe that those of us who are putting ourselves on the front line, because I tend to do that too, who are putting ourselves on the front line of going, I get more angry. I'm probably a lot more violent in the the words that I use than you are, and I don't mean to say like stabbing people or shooting them. Yeah. But I, I'm less nuanced than you are, okay. and I am going to say I am going. to Someone is going to come after me. Yeah. And fine. Yeah. Fine. Come yeah. after me.
1: Yeah. And. And when I had a moment to think about it, I thought, well, I still believe what I believe. Right. Like, I don't, like, I was taken out of context, and no, I don't believe that, like, some dipshit with a fucking pizza place thought this whole thing up. But I do, I continue to believe that when, when they were asked that question, they did When think they were about, asked what question? When they were asked the question of, would you would you cater a gay wedding uh-huh. with your pizza? That's me. Uh-huh. No. I do think that they thought, I do, I, I think that they saw dollar signs. I do think that they thought we're going to we're going to take our goofy little stand and and you know other evangelicals or you know people who want to eat want to make sure they're eating heterosexual pizza or whatever will beat a path to our door and if we have to close down then people will take care. Of you us. really think believe. that they thought you you I do. think that? I do. I, I don't know because
0: I look at those and I've, I I uh, what's that? Uh, who said no one has ever grow no one has ever gone broke underestimating the mm-hmm. human uh, American intelligence yeah. or something like that? And I look at that going, these people didn't intend to do this at all. I I, I think like- I
1: think for I don't I don't know that it's necessarily the number one thing that motivated them, but I do think that like they had a moment where they thought like This is a this is a message we're sending to the world, and people will respond to it. Yes, I do think like people like that they thought that people who who believe the same things they do, which by the way, what we need to do, and I know this is a crazy tangent, and this has nothing to do with improv, but what we need to fucking do is somebody at, at some fucking point needs to say. All right, lay the on the fucking table. What did Jesus ever say about gay people? But I think that people are if, saying that and people aren't looking at it because what did they what did he say about what did he say about gay
0: people? What did he say about how, what did he say about gay people? Okay, right. that's one thing. No, what nothing. else did he say about uh, 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 housing the the less the yes. but He, about he a said rich that. man getting to heaven
1: through Right, the exactly. So you're Eagle. not doing
0: that. Yeah. You're you're putting words in his mouth. You're taking words out of his mouth. Yeah. So let's look at all that and going you, if you are holding on to this then you gotta let
1: go of that. Yeah, yeah. What, but I, I think, yeah, I mean, we do talk about that Jesus never said anything, but I, but I do think uh, when people say, this is part of my deeply held religious conviction, or like, this is, you know, to deny service to a gay wedding or whatever is, is like an integral part of, of my faith. We need to say, it's, it is not, it's what your preacher says. It's an integral part of what your preacher says to keep your ass in line and to make you fucking hate your own sexual desires and to make you mistrustful of your own family and all that kind of shit. It has nothing to do with what Jesus said in the Bible. Do you know Michael Shepard?
0: No. Awesome, big, black guy, great actor, and he had an epiphany. Uh, He was also raised, he was a Baptist, uh, and he remembers sitting in a church and he remembers going, no, no. Yeah. that has nothing what you're preaching right now that's not who i am mm-hmm. and a really strong gay man who now is you know he's been married to this to his husband for you know the 16 20 whatever the fucking years it is yeah. and he remembers having that epiphany and going that has nothing to do with anything and if but he does remember the preacher trying to preacher using his words to control and that's the yeah. fuck and that's an. I'm gonna compare it to an improv school, which says you got to get the who, the what, and the where out at the beginning of the scene because God knows you shouldn't be scared and, and feel that you, you can go anywhere because you can't.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And here's another thing: I, I don't ever talk about improv on the show, other oh, than good. to say right. that it's you know I don't talk about it because I, I you know, like fucking to doesn't. You have. It, well, I have in the past, but it's not the main thing. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I will say I will say to certain people, I oh, it's like like an improv scene, but my whole feeling is, who the fuck are you? Yeah, you. Uh-huh. Because really, I am not. And this goes back to what you we were saying. I am. I am. The, I am the. The mass of all that I've done. I am not that one thing. Uh-huh. You know. Because I am following this other thing. And that's what I love about the world that we live in right now. And it goes back to the the podcast. We get to do whatever the fuck it is that we want to do right now. Huh? Uh-huh. And so when I
1: see people saying, "Well, Jesus wouldn't want me to," I'm like, "Really? Fucking really?" Yeah. Where's it said that? Yeah. And you know what? I bet Jesus is losing his fucking mind right now with his name and his words going out of his hands <laughs> and having these idiot middlemen saying, like, Oh no, 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 this is you know Martin Luther King must fucking feel the same way. Right.
0: You know? Well that's what Woody Allen see with Marshall McLuhan saying, yeah. like, You don't know like here he is and go,
1: oh, fuck, right? You yeah, don't somebody should remake that with Martin Luther King. Somebody should do- there should be like a funnier die thing like that with Martin Luther King. <laughs> Like a Fox right. News broadcast, and then a woman right. come out. Right. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Key and Peele. Yeah. Those guys doing it. I'm
1: going to pitch that.
0: Pitch it to them. Wanna, pitch it to I'm them. I'm just going
1: to do that. I'm, God, just, walk I'm into so, offices with an idea.
0: Right. I'm just pitch it to them. Here's another thing. Those guys might take it. They might take they it. Fucking might take it. Do you they know this? To, do you know
1: those guys? I, I do. Yeah. Fucking
0: love them so much. Yeah.
1: It makes me so happy to see like to see people who I always saw like when I was always at Iowa West. I would see one of them like once a week. They would just always be there. And they were working actors, they were working writers, right. but they would just always be there. And that I always respected the shit out of that because as you know, when you you know give up a night to do this stuff, you don't make any money. It costs you money because you have to park your car because you're in the middle of Hollywood. It's a big pain in the fucking ass. And you don't know if there are gonna be more people on stage than there are on the audience. You don't know whether the cake is gonna rise that night. You have no idea whether it's gonna be good or bad. Right. And, like, and to see people who are established Go and do that is, like, is just something that I respect tremendously, and so to see those guys now like, get their due is just, it just I'm so happy. fucking happy for those yeah.
0: guys. But how many people do we know and I had this conversation a lot in the podcast, like how many people do we know where you go, you, "I love your success. I'm so yeah. excited about your success. Yeah. I look at you, and, and your success I've had this conversation your success takes nothing away from me.
1: Yes. Yeah. You're exactly right. If anything, it helps us all.
0: I believe that the high tide rises all boats or whatever the fucking yeah, phrase yeah, yeah. is. And uh, and and I've had this conversation with somebody. I, I just I had this conversation with. I didn't have a conversation. I just kind of railed against it without having a conversation directly with the yep. person um, who was saying, "Oh, you know, um, Steve Carell's really doing well. Where's mine?" And I'm like, "What the fuck um, are you motherfucking talking about?"
1: Yeah. There's room for everybody. And like increasingly
0: there's room for everybody. Oh increasingly, I love that. Increasingly there's room for everybody. Because you got a phone,
1: you wanna make a movie? Go fucking do it. Go fucking do it, Yeah. right? Go be fucking Jason Nash and like revitalize your career with Vine. Yep. You know what I mean? That dude is doing better than ever because of Vine. Well well, you look at um, Rob Delaney. Yes, yeah. Another one where it's like,
0: how did he do it?
1: Well he did it, what, Twitter? Yeah, he did one pussy joke at
0: a time. Oh fucking a! Yeah. You know who else did 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 that? Alex Bayes who was yes. you know Alex right? Sure. Uh, Alex, who was the head writer on Weekend Update, uh-huh. and now he's the head writer of uh, Seth, Seth Meyers, Meyers show. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's what he did was he fucking took Twitter, and his Twitter shit was really funny. I'm That's so funny. I looked at how many. For me, I go. Oh, I got five people who like this. You've had people, like hundreds of people, retweet your shit, haven't you? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. I guess I do okay. It's frustrating to me. Twitter is yeah. really fucking frustrating to me because yeah. you go,
1: how does that work? And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, there are definitely a lot of people do, who do it a lot better than I do, um, and I don't. I don't really know how it works. All I, all I knew to do when it came along was just to make jokes. Right. In Into it. Right. You know, and use it as like a loudspeaker or whatever. And it, it has, like, and it has, and that that has absolutely helped my career. Like I know for a fact that I've gotten called in for things because of because of my Twitter account. And not not because of like you know who retweets or whatever, but just because like I think I, it's a, it's a good way to get my sensibility to get my voice out into the world. Right. And and, and that's a that's a huge fucking thing right there. Yeah. If you go,
0: how do I how do I work? How do I work? It's like, "You know what? What are you doing? Are you posting anything on Facebook? Are you posting anything on Twitter? Are you posting anything on Instagram? Mm-hmm. What what's what's your because that's where shit is now." Mm-hmm. You're yeah. 15 minutes of fame. I think I think you can hit that clock and then hit the clock again and hit the fucking clock again. Yes, absolutely.
1: You know, it's funny. I, uh, I met Rob Delaney at uh, my first day of level one at I.O. We went through I.O. together. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, like this is probably 10, 11 years ago now. Um, I probably know him then. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I, I, because you I... definitely taught a few of our classes. Yeah, like, oh yeah, we, yeah. We were yeah. without a level three teacher for a couple of weeks or level two or something. Because Jairus… Done right, uh, moved to Chicago, and I think you finished up our level two. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, it was me and Rob Delaney. It was like he was the first person I met when I started taking classes at I O. It's crazy. Again, it's crazy because
0: we're all on this path. Whenever whenever I read something where somebody's like bitching about how they're not fucking getting anything, I yeah. just I, I my first reaction is to go whoa whoa whoa. Or <laughs> this is what happened the other day. My first reaction was shut the fuck up. Shut, up. shut the fuck. Up, mm-hmm. and can you read what you just posted about how your life is so fucking miserable? And can you take a moment now, and maybe that's your one man show of uh-huh. how your life is so fucking miserable? Uh
1: huh. Yeah, maybe there's a character in that that you can that you can do clearly. Yeah, it's. I really believe. You know Irene White? Yes, of course. She's the fucking best. I so love her. I just had back in town. Oh, I love it. She came back from Austin. Yeah. Has I... she been on the show? No. Ah. Oh. Get her on the show. That's it. She's the fucking best, right? Um, Zabeth Russell too. I was just. I love Zabeth. I fucking love Zabeth too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you who your next time guest are. going to be okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, do I do need
0: that. I do need that. I do need that. But she and I're talking.
1: White. Uh, Irene White. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have you know a lot a lot of our friends came from I O. Like that's there's a there's a group of us who are who are all very close and, and whatever, and uh, and then like kind of an outer ring around that we we and we have a tendency like most of us met each other at, at I O or doing improv shows or whatever. And uh, and there were a couple of people bitching about about that very thing. Just like they can't fucking book anything, and they're starting to get you know, and they're resentful of other people's success, and fuck that guy, he's not as good as me, and whatever. And she said, and she she didn't say it publicly, and I wish she had. If you if you aren't booking, you're doing something wrong. Like you really are doing something wrong. There is so much fucking work out here, and like you might not. You know, you might not fucking kill it in your first year, but if you're not book if you if you really get out there for a year of commercial auditions and and theatrical auditions and whatever and nothing happens, you are doing something wrong. Right. You are and it might not be in your performance. It might just be in your demeanor when you walk into the room. It clearly is your demeanor when you walk into the fucking room. Yeah. It might be yeah, it's just it's it's like the energy that you put out into the world. And like that that's a real fucking thing. I know it's airy fairy to talk about, but it's real. I, I, well, I can walk. it You and I both. I mean, when, you have a, when, when you have a podcast conversation
0: with somebody, I don't want—I don't want you to come in here and tell me what the fuck you've done with your life. I don't give right. a fuck about that. What I'm looking at is who are you, and when you come in the room, can you bring joy into the room uh-huh. instead of going I, desperation? Because that's the choice. Uh-huh. You cannot—you know, you cannot change. You, you know—you cannot change your skin tone. You can't. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You—you you, know—there's you, you, certain things that you can't change. But what you can change is the fucking attitude you have at the door, or the attitude when you meet somebody. Because mm-hmm. I can meet somebody right away and just immediately go, "Eeyore, that's a fucking Eeyore," yeah. and I don't want to hang out with a fucking Eeyore. And yeah. here's another thing: you are now telling me that there's something else in the world that you want to do that you're not allowing yourself to do. Because the yeah. only source of suffering is non-acceptance. So if the universe is telling you, "Don't," the universe isn't isn't giving you what you want Mm -hmm. pay attention to what the universe is giving you yes
1: and also keep in mind that if if things do change like if lightning strikes you and you do get some incredible gig or whatever you will return to your baseline of happiness within two weeks so like it's not like you have this shitty attitude because you're not getting as far as you think you should be getting and when you do then your attitude is going to be fine your attitude is going to be shit when you make it also you know what I mean? Like if you if you actually do start working, you're gonna be thrilled for two weeks, and then you're gonna be and then you're gonna be ER still. You're gonna go back to like there will be some because you're never gonna be exactly where you want to be. There's gonna be somebody on set who has something better than you do. You're not gonna like your lines. You're not gonna like your director. Whatever. If if you are the person who finds fault with every single thing, you're gonna find fault with success. So you're gonna like and you're gonna keep you know you're gonna keep keeping success out. You know,
0: it's that it's that idea of wherever you go, there you are, yes. and whenever you move, you bring yourself with you. Yes, but I love it. Within two weeks, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself back at your baseline of happiness. Yeah. and when you say your baseline of happiness, you aren't saying of the great happiness. You're just saying whatever your baseline whatever, of whatever happiness you are is on the average day. Right.
1: Whatever, wh- however you however you deal with parking at a, at a Trader Joe's right. or whatever, like right. that's gonna that's your thing. So if you like if you approach it that like okay I know this is going to be difficult but I'm going to get myself a parking space and it's going to be fine. And that's the whole thing. That's the way you're always going to be. That's the way you're going to approach work. But if you go in there and you're like god damn it this motherfucking parking lot again. <laughs> exactly. Then that's the way you that's just that's the way you're going to be on your job.
0: Uh, 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 Sunday nights and Mondays are difficult to park on the on the street because of street cleaning. Sure. So this is what I do. I will park, and then I'll take an Uber wherever the fuck I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. So that I have to. I, so I know that when I come back here yeah. at eleven o'clock at night, I'm not going to be searching for a space. There you go. The idea is this: whatever the universe is guiding you toward, you either go to that, mm-hmm. or you go fucking against it. Mm-hmm. And 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 your—I don't know your coming out story, yeah. but I would imagine that one day you just went, "Fuck it." Yeah. And, and to accept it. Yes. And to go. But I also love the story of the of the acceptance because the acceptance isn't it all. That's the beginning of it, mm-hmm. and then when you're sitting at the party with the guy
1: who says he's hot, mm-hmm. that's part of it too. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, the rest of it is just lip service, you know. Yeah, the rest of it is just sort of, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, um,
0: that's rubber hitting the road. That's that moment right. you go, that this is real life. For me to go, I'm out, uh-huh. is one thing, but to go, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What does that mean? Yeah. And I would imagine also that th- uh, you're not alone in that is not the right way of saying it because what I'm really saying is everybody that has gone through that, I would imagine, has had that experience where the buddy's like, hey, that's hot. It's like, shut yeah. up, man. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, We don't want to stand out. I've already told somebody who it is that I am, uh-huh. but I don't want to stand out. But yeah. it's that standing out that allows you to be with the crowd.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- that is actually a lot of uh, this uh, Irish drag queen's speech is like, th- you, every gay person goes through that on some level or another, not wanting to like express themselves or like being on a subway car with a with a gay friend who's acting a little too flamboyant or whatever, and it's like, you know, you you get nervous because you want your friend to calm down, but then it's like, do you? No, you don't. You just think the rest of the world does. And you are wondered, you're, you're, you're worried about what the rest of the world thinks of you, you know, with respect to your friend's behavior and whatever. And that is what oppression is. That's what oppression is. Like it's not, it's not like you know, a real boot on a real neck. It's just, it's like creating a world where, pe- where people feel, uh, where people are stifled from being themselves, where people are disinhibited from being themselves, are inhib- are, are inhibited from expressing their true selves, you know. That's what oppression is, right? And
0: in that oppression, that's a self. That's 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 you oppressing you. Yeah, because suddenly you're going. That subway car full of people are the boss of me.
1: Uh huh. Yeah,
0: and they're not the boss of you. Right. And I think that that's what drives so many of us, n- not that, but the, but the idea of you're not the boss of me, drives so many of us toward the idea of oh, this is my voice. Uh-huh. This is who I am. Yeah. And whatever it is that you think that it is, like, like the right-wing conservative people that took your words and refurbished them, you're going, yeah, no. Yeah. But it takes a lot of time. Yeah. For, and, and, and of course, it's a practice. So periodically, you're going to go, that fucking really hurts. Mm-hmm. And then you take a moment and you
1: go, yeah, okay, that hurt. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna, let's move on. What's yeah. the
1: next project? Which is exactly what, what happened. I mean, it truly, I mean, it, that experience was hurtful just because, you know, a bunch of people were insulting me. And that's, it's never nice to be insulted by groups of people. Right. Even when, you know, and this is the lowest impact version of that. When yes. you're just like scrolling through a bunch of people with egg avatars. You know, oh right, who, don't, who haven't whatever. committed themselves to have a picture? Yeah, or if right. there's a picture, it's an eagle. Uh, and like, you know, I don't, I don't like. It, it's, I, after some time, I was like, I don't care. But of course, at first, it's like, yeah, that, that is that's painful. It's just painful to hear, you know, any yeah. insult to yourself. But then, you know, after like five minutes and some deep breaths, it was like, well, they're wrong. Right. Uh, we're never going to agree on this particular issue they have some kind of an axe to grind where like, they have to insult a stranger. And so I don't have to care if I don't want to. Like I, it's my, my, my reflex is to care, Yes, I don't have to. The interesting thing is to be aware of that reflex
0: that happens right away to go, I'm hurt, instead yeah. of going, because there is that sacred breath that you take prior to you deciding that you are going to be hurt. Yeah. Like something happens and it's not like something happens and you go fuck you. It's something happens and within your system you decide lash out as opposed to something happens and at that moment that that happens to say what they think of me is none of my business. None
1: of my fucking business. I just don't care. And that will exist on whatever story, you know, whatever right-wing you know, news website like carried that or whatever, that'll exist forever and I never have to look at it and I don't care. I just don't care. Like when I think about it, I don't care. I can't care. Um, let's end there. All right, I, I would talk all day. Yeah. But we got things to do.
0: <laughs> and I certainly would talk to Dave Holmes all day. He's that kind of a guy, right? All right. Well, thank you, Dave Holmes, for reminding us to declare what we want in this world and resonate. Right? Resonate. ADD Comedy with Dave Rozowski. Thanks. Laura Parker, my co-producer. My dear friend, musician extraordinaire, Al Rose for our theme song, I Feel Like a Million Dollars from Al's album, Sad Go Lucky, available on iTunes. Ian Foley, our producer emeritus. And we want to thank you, our listeners. If you liked our show, give us a positive note on iTunes, won't you? If you're interested in having me, Dave Rizowski, at your theater, improv school, corporate event, please drop me a line at dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears, guaranteed.